Will Bo Nix play in Saturday's game? And if not, how does that favor the Utah Utes? And how about the women's basketball team at Utah getting a monster win yesterday? We're talking about all that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, I want to thank you guys for helping us to reach over 600 subscribers. Your guys' support means a lot to me and everyone at the Locked On Network, so we greatly appreciate it. Love inter- interacting with you guys in the YouTube comments and on social media at JT Wistersill or at Locked On Utes. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, sign up at underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on that's cap all caps locked space on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 once again I want to thank underdog fantasy my name is JT Wistersill former intern inside the University of Utah athletic department excited to be joined for today's show to talk about Bonix's injury and both Utah basketball programs by Utah Daily Chronicle writer Ethan Pierce Ethan appreciate you coming on for the first time with us Ethan and uh for this coming game on Saturday, we're talking all week about what problems that Bo Nix represents in this game, and it's just it's, it should be a great matchup. But that matchup might have taken a little bit of hit, and Chris Hudson, the Ducks receiver, might have tipped us off to it a little bit. He said in his open media availability that, uh, you know, with Bo down, we got it's got to be a next man up mentality, which that next guy up would be Ty Thompson. And when you're talking about Ty Thompson this season, he's for his college career in general, he's attempted just over 40 passes and actually excuse me not even 40 just over 30 passes and he's thrown three interceptions overall so he's more of a guy that you're going to probably see try to use his legs more than his arm and he is he's only a freshman had his redshirt year last year but didn't play in more than four games so it still counts so i'm not really worried about what ty thompson represents but i'm also willing to say this and the Utah football team is going to continue to prepare for Bo Nix because just because a player slips up in a press conference doesn't mean anything. I don't even know how much he was listening to the reporter's question, Ethan, considering he basically said, yeah, I, I think an injury on Saturday. <laughs> it seemed yes, like one of them was like, checked out, like just teacher talking and you're just like, mm-hmm, yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if people don't remember too for, um, Chris Hudson. This is the first time he's been in the spotlight for a little bit of a slip up. He's the guy a couple years ago that uh, got the first down. I I think it was two years ago he got a first down and uh, spun the ball after right at the end of the half. So it cost Oregon points. And Mario Cristobal spiked his headset and just started screaming at the dude. So he's a very good player. But I'm not sure if I take it like, okay, this is for sure what that Bo Nix isn't going to play. But Ethan, we were talking before the show and you noticed something that you think is more of an indicator that says Bo might not play. Definitely. Uh, Since that clip came out yesterday, we have had a lot of movement on the Vegas betting line for this game. I believe it was at Oregon by three uh, a couple of days ago earlier in the week, and now we are sitting at Utah by two. So that's a big five-point swing and maybe indicative of what Vegas feels like is going to happen regarding Bo Nix. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. And if Bo doesn't play, I already talked about, look, I'm not a big Ty Thompson fan. Look, I think Utah is going to win, and the fact that the line is shifting means more to me. So if you're the Utah football team, you for sure still prepare for Bo Nix 
Seeing the line shifting makes me question a little bit. I think if I still had to be like, is he going to play? Is he not? I don't know. I still feel like Bo's going to go out there and try to tough it out. It's just a gut feeling I have. I just feel like he's such a competitive guy, such a warrior. But the nature of the slip up and the line moving makes me question that. E Ethan, do you think we'll see Bo? I don't. I don't. Uh, I think I think Vegas knows all. Uh, yes, they, they, they always are on top of things. You know, they're they're not going to let themselves be losing a ton of money. So the fact that the line has moved this much in such a short amount of time is telling me that they know something that we might not know. And uh, it, it looks like Bonix is not going to play. So that's where I put my money. Yeah, last time we saw Utah go on the road, it was at Washington State. Utah was the one who had to use a backup quarterback, and that was Bryson Barnes. He performed mm -hmm. exceptionally well, and this time they'll be going on the road, and they'll be the ones who might be lucking out and able to face a backup quarterback at Eugene. So that would really favor the Utes. And uh, Ethan, just talking about this game a little bit more, I've been talking all week about how I think Cam Rising is in for a huge game. If you just look at this Oregon secondary, yeah. it's the weakness of this Oregon team in general, honestly. And even this Oregon pass rush is very – it's fine. It's nothing to write home about. Look, B.J. John and does a good job but outside of him i really think utah will be able to hold up and even on him i think they'll be able to hold up so i do expect cam rising to have a big game and i think the other guy i've been talking about a lot having a big game is devon vele because yeah. i still feel like dalton he's going to make a couple catches a couple plays but he is not 100 healthy we saw that last week but i really think cam and i think devon this could be the game where he goes for 120 130 receiving yeah. yards and puts that game tape on to try to help his nfl stock because we know he's going to the league Right. That's you just made the same points that I was going to make. The Oregon secondary is the weakness of the team. Absolutely. Um, and I just think Cam Rising is due for a very big week. Devon Vele, Dalton Kincaid, another week removed from his injury. Perhaps he can get involved a little bit more than he was last Saturday. Uh, we could see a Solomon Enos make an appearance yeah. here. Uh, we'll have to see how Utah, you know, attacks the game plan there, if that's going to be a big focus, letting Cam air it out, or if they're going to try to run the ball because, you know, that could also be success for them after how well Tavion Thomas played last week. Yeah, Tavion was really good last week, and that is going to be a fun battle because I feel like this Utah offensive line is building that confidence, but Oregon gives up just over 100 yards on the ground. So one of those has got to give, and I feel like if Utah can really get the explosive offense going, I expect the first play of the game to be a quick, simple pass to be able to get Cam kind of settled in and comfortable because that's kind of been the trend for Utah against Arizona and Stanford where those slow offensive starts, and that's not something you want to have happen in Eugene. I think you want to get off to a fast start, maybe make Kai Thompson feel like he has to step up and make a couple of those plays if he is the one who goes out there or let's say it's Bo Nix and it's not 100% Bo Nix then you know he's going to make some turnovers too so I feel good about the Utes and Utes yep. on offense in this one and then looking at the defensive side of the ball defensively who do I feel like's in for a big game man I this it's hard to pick anyone along the defensive line because this Oregon offensive line is so good they do such a good job but I really think in the secondary, I, I mentioned it a couple of times. I do feel like Utah will be able to get a lead, and I feel like that's going to lead to a turnover. So I think someone's getting a pick back there, and at the moment, I'm going to say it's R.J. Hubert. R.J. Hubert, just a guy who, look, they're not going to target Clark Phillips a lot, and Troy Franklin yeah. is a very good receiver. So if Bo Nix is in there, maybe he'll trust it a little bit more and just try to put it up in the air and let Troy make a play. And Troy is capable of doing that. This is a very that's this kind of matchup this is, where Troy's going to win some, Clark's going to win some. But I feel like R.J. Hubert's going to catch Ty looking, someone make a mistake one time, and he's going to be the one to get the big interception in this one. So I'm going to go RJ Hubert in this one. And I think Corinne Reed's also going to have a nice game. Feels like he's yeah. due for another good game. Absolutely. I think that uh, we could definitely see an interception. Uh, from my point of view, I think Oregon's going to run the ball a lot, regardless of who the quarterback is, because uh -huh. if it's a limited Bo Nix or if it's Ty Thompson, I think they're just going to be 
you know, they're going to be trying to pound it on the ground. Uh, so you could potentially see someone from the defensive line or, or maybe one of the linebackers having a big game. Um, I like Cole Bishop in this one. He's been yeah. playing great all yeah. season long. Um, and, and I really think that he can make a big impact here. Yeah, definitely feels that way that Cole is another guy who could get it done. I mean, there's so many guys for this Utah defense that they have been playing well as of late that leaves you feeling good about them. So it's going to be fun to see if the Utes can get it done. Ethan, if you had to predict it, which way would you go uh, with this one? I'm going Utah. I think I think they're going to be able to go on the road. They've been playing better recently, uh, go on the road against the backup quarterback most likely, and pull off a really big win. They've had Oregon's number recently, so – um, I think we'll see Utah play a really locked in, you know, a full game of football and come out with a win. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way about Utah winning. And we're going to talk about how we feel about the spread later on in the show. But first, want to talk to you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. It's super easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite teams play or just the biggest team or just the biggest games of the week. Make sure you guys go to Underdog Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, create your different pick em lineup where it's easy because you can play in over 30 states, and that does include Utah, and you can pick between two and five players across any team, and then you just have to say, will they go higher or lower? So do you think Cam Rising's in for a big game? Do you think Tavion Thomas is going to find a way to be able to break through and have a strong rushing performance against a stout Oregon defense? Or maybe let's say your favorite NFL team's in action. Then online has you covered for the lines, but Underdog Fantasy has you guys covered for those higher or lower numbers because underdog fantasy gives you the opportunity to go in. It's one of the easiest games to play out there and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code locked on one word and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 deposit 100, get 100 free, go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store, or Google play store. That's underdog fantasy. And once again, that promo code locked on one word, all caps locked on one word, all caps, get in on the free college football pick'em action today and we're going to be talking about some of the bigger games a little bit later today's episode of locked on youths is brought to you by uccu uccu is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high apy of 4.00 percent plus you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate so i hate to be the bearer of bad news but as you guys know interest rates and inflation are both on the rise as if we hadn't noticed so there's some good news though uccu can help you use this current rise in rates to your advantage for a limited time uccu is offering a 15-month savings certificate with incredibly high apy of 4.00 percent what's a savings certificate is that like a savings account a savings certificate is similar to a savings account but both are great ways to earn a safe return on your money over time but here's the difference saving accounts typically come with an unlimited deposit and withdrawals but a savings certificate you just make one deposit and then let your money grow and grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account how much higher Let's just say a lot higher. Make sure you guys visit uccu.com to learn more or get a savings certificate today. For one limited time, once again, that offer a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. And there are a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs at UCCU. So visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. Look for before we get into some more football talk, we got to talk about basketball because how about the Utah women's basketball team? They get ranked 25 the first time in, man, I, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm not sure when was the last time they were exactly ranked, but man, give them a ton of credit for what they did last night against Oklahoma. The 16th ranked team came into 
Johnson Center. And man, Utah just lit them up 124 to 78. What yep. a performance by Coach Lynn Roberts and her team. It's a team that, hey, they got ranked. Are they going to be able to prove that they were worthy of that ranking? And that was absolutely yes. You look at what Gianna Neepkins was able to do in this one. She had a big game. We know as well what Alyssa Peely has been able to do for this team. And this is just a team that I have so much fun watching. What Palmer did off the bench, too, is worth mentioning. This is just a great Utah team. And it feels like that. They're going to be capable of doing great things. Last season, it was kind of like they got hot late. They had that run and then won a couple tournament games, won some games in the Pac-12 tournament too to help them really get into March Madness. And this year, it feels like regardless of the results of the Pac-12 tournament, they could very well find themselves just in the NCAA tournament if they keep their strong play up, Ethan. Absolutely. I mean, what a dominant win from them last evening, 124 to 78. Uh, it wasn't even really that close. They they dominated start to finish. They had over 100 points going into the fourth quarter. 41 uh, points in the third. It, ridiculous. <laughs> 31 to 20 in the third yes. quarter. They outscored them by 20 in that quarter alone. I know. Um, it's just insane. And I mean, this team is not going, they're not going away. You know, Lynn Roberts has built a sustainable winner. Uh, their, their talent is very young. You know, Gianna Neepkins and Jenna Johnson were freshmen last year, sophomores mm -hmm. this season. Those two are cornerstones of the team going forward. I mean, they just have so much talent. They, they built it the right way. They're super well coached and, uh, to get a win over the 16th ranked team in the country, uh, they're going to find themselves moving up the rankings very quickly. Yeah, I mean, their lowest scoring quarter was 26. So that, I Ridiculous. mean, that's just crazy. Then three Insane. of the four, they've scored over 28 or more. So just a dominant performance by a team that, look, we know how hard the Pac 12 is, too, when it comes to women's basketball. It's the best conference, and it's not even close in that regard. Stanford's the number two ranked team, but proof with wins like this at home, you can play against anyone. And you got games against Alabama, Ole Miss coming up. They'll play at BYU, but really won't be tested in terms of a ranked opponent again until the the 15th of January. That's actually in a little bit of a tough stretch because you go to Arizona, at Arizona is currently 18 or at home against Arizona and then at Stanford. So that's a little bit of a tough stretch, but there's no shame in losing those games either where I really think this Utah team, they'll have a chance to be undefeated going into those games. Now they very well may lose a game. It's very hard to be undefeated in any, Definitely. any sport, Definitely. but I really like the way this team's playing, as we both talked about. And, Ethan, it feels like this could be a special year for the Utes where they could enter the Pac-12 tournament with a very high seed. Definitely. Uh, and, and, you know, they had to make a run kind of as a Cinderella in the Pac-12 tournament last year. They were, they were a middle-tier, lower seed. Uh, but if they can get in there with, you know, two or three, even the first seed in the Pac-12, they can really make some noise. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to see if they can do it. One team that's probably not going to have the first seed, but has also been kind of interesting to watch and see this year is the Utah men's basketball team. And look, Ethan, they've had cupcakes to start the season, three yep. easy wins. Um, by the time this airs, by the time this goes out again, they'll have played their fourth game. I expect it to also be a win against the same Houston team that is okay. I think it's the best team they've played so far, but still not great. And look, Utah didn't even play that well, I thought, against Idaho. I mean, Brandon Carlson, no. what a performance, but... Their starters outscored the Utah starters in that game. It was the bench that kind of turned the difference. Kind of when I'm looking at this Utah team, I do want to see kind of more of that scoring load shared around a little bit. And yes, Gabe Madison's had a good game too, but I want to see more guys consistently. I just don't, when you're playing Idaho State, and hey, shout out to the big skies I've said all week long. I'm so happy for them getting game day. You should have more more than one guy in double figures. So I think that's my biggest thing I want to see with this Utah yeah. men's team right now is more scoring. Yeah, they, I mean, they've long been reliant on Brandon Carlson as their number yeah. one guy. And for good reason. He's a very good player. He's a very good college player. 
um, you know, first team all pack 12 multiple uh-huh. years in a row. Uh, the dude can definitely play, but they're going to need somebody to step up and help outside of Carlson. So far this year, it has been Gabe Madsen. He's been shooting the ball really well to start the season. And I think that will continue. Uh, but they just need some other people to, to really step up and carry some of the load, especially if Brandon Carlson has an off game. Um, you know, they're going to need somebody else to really step up. And I just don't know if they really have that next guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's going to have. That's what's nice about it being such a long season too, is someone is going to have that opportunity to step yeah. up and they're going to need to. And for this Utah team, what would you define as a success for the men's basketball team for, for this season? For me, it's going to the tournament and I would like to see them win a game. I think I don't, we don't know what that's going to look like, how it's all going to shake out. It might be a tall task. Either way, I think we leave this season more excited than we were after the end of the last because the guys like Will Exact, Kieba, what he's been able to do. But how would you define a successful season for this team? They just have to be better than they were last season. I think yeah. as long as you're improving. It's only 11 weeks. So we could we yeah, probably I know. better do that. <laughs> it's it's a low bar uh yeah. but, but they just have to improve i mean last they, they were picked preseason to be the 10th team in the pac 12 i think they can realistically get that up to maybe seventh or eighth in the conference um you know there's a lot of good teams in the pac 12 it's it's really tight in the middle of the conference but i i think that they you know they have the talent on the roster to potentially significantly improve from last year and like you mentioned with kevakita and will exact uh, they've got a lot of young talent as well and those two in particular are guys that I'm really excited about moving yeah. forward. I think they both have a ton of potential. And so if they can start to put it together as the season goes along, I think you could see Utah winning some more games. The other guy thing I think it's worth mentioning is that Marco Anthony hasn't played a game yet. Uh-huh. And I feel like in a lot of ways, he's he's an on-the-court leader for this team, a guy who's played so much college basketball, won a national championship with Virginia, even right. though he didn't play in that. He was on the bench. But Marco's the guy who we know does a lot of things for this team, especially what he provides defensively. I mean, he's a lockdown defender. So I think they'll yep. be better when it they looks get looks like he has back. a good chance to play tonight as well. So good. hopefully we'll see him. That'd be great. Yeah, so hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this tomorrow, Marco was able to play and the Utes were able to get a win. But either way, the biggest takeaway from Utah basketball this week by far is what the women's team was able to do last night. So all the credit in the world to them. And it's going to be a lot of fun to continue to watch and see that crowd continue to grow at the Huntsman because I know there was a good crowd on hand last night yeah. is that kind of the support, the must, all of that gets more invested in this team, which you absolutely love to see. So once again, hats off to Lynn Roberts and her team for getting a monumental win. We're going to come back in a second and talk about the best big game bets as we do every week but first want to talk to you guys about nugenics guys you know it's harder when you get older your body changes maybe you're getting a bit of the dad bod feeling less like yourself you don't have the time to work out but you want the energy your body once had that's why you need to go and discover nugenics to feel revived work out like you used to it's not your fault that you're feeling out of shape as men age our bodies naturally lose free testosterone the man hormone it may happen to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be ener- energetic and active you guys want more energy to counter that negative physical effects of aging nugenics total t testosterone booster with testafin will help you turn back the clock re-energize your workouts get better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients and validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. With Nugenics Total Tea, that's the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get the powerful, competent, good-looking warrior you used to be. Guys, make sure you cash in on this offer and get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE, that's all caps, COLLEGE, to 231231. Text now and get the bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help 
you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text college to 231231. Once again, that's all caps college to 231231. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. So make sure you guys head over to Nugenics. So, Ethan, jumping in, it's time for our best big game bets of the week segment here that we do every week at Locked On Utes. And look, this week's slate of games, I don't think it's as exciting as some of the ones we've had in the past. Uh, once again, shout out to College Game Day for going to the Brawl of the Wild. It's going to be in Montana. It's going to be an incredible scene. Can't recommend you guys enough to watch Game Day on Saturday because it's going to be like two degrees and there's going to be like 5,000 people there. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> yeah. wild. But starting it off, let's start with the highest ranked matchup we have of the week. I should say the second highest ranked matchup, of course. USC versus UCLA in this one. USC is favored by two and a half. And look, UCLA coming off a disappointing loss. We don't know what the crowd will look like uh, either way in this one, but Man, I do like the Trojans. I think there's a lot of questions about how good this team is. We saw in person, this this is an elite offense. They can put up points on anyone, and I think they're going to do it against UCLA. I think UCLA does give them a good fight, but I do like USC to cover the two and a half. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a really good game in this one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, this is technically a road game for USC, but, you know, both in Los Angeles, I think we'll see a big Trojan crowd uh, at the Rose Bowl. So uh, we should see a big, you know, high-powered USC offense. They're still playing for something. They're, they're playing for, you know, potentially a, a college football playoff berth still. I, it's still on the table for them. And, uh, you know, if they can beat UCLA, that'll go a long way. Same, order, same time, every game day. Yeah, and moving on to the next um, line in this one, let's just go into the Utah game. I mean, the Utes and Oregon, 10 versus 12. We mentioned it, Utah favored by two and a half in this one. And I like the Utes. I said we we both like them to win. I think yeah. the Utes win by more than that because even if Bonix plays, which I said I still think he's going to, it just doesn't feel like he's healthy. So that's where I'm still kind of skeptical, and I feel like I'm going to take the Utes to cover this one off a big performance from Cam Rising. Yeah, I think we'll see the Utes definitely, uh, you know, I think we'll see Utes by a touchdown. Yeah, definitely feels like we're heading that way. And then looking at the other ones, those, that does it actually for the week for ranked on ranked matchups, which seems kind of surprising this late in the season. But another one I think is kind of interesting is Tennessee at South Carolina. Now, Tennessee is favored by 21 and a half. So, yes, South Carolina hasn't had that kind of year. But I don't know. I just feel like Spencer Rattler and this team are kind of – Kind of do when you talk about Shane Beamer, I think he's a great coach down there. And look, I love what Hendon Hooker's done. I, I'm not picking Tennessee to get upset, but I don't know. I feel like the Gamecocks might make him sweat a little bit in this one. And I do think South Carolina is going to cover. I just think 21 and a, and a half is a lot. It's always tough going on the road uh, mm -hmm. against a conference opponent this late in the season. So Tennessee's definitely a good team, but but you know I think you might be right. Let's stay in the SEC in this one. Georgia going to Kentucky. It's another one where Georgia's favored big, 22 and a half. And Kentucky kind of six and four now. You know, they start the year really well, but the SEC schedule, it's a gauntlet. We know it is. And just like the Pac-12 schedule is a gauntlet this year. I mean, my word, how about the Pac-12 having the most ranked teams of any conference in yeah. the college football playoff rankings, which I certainly agree with. We know how good Oregon State is, Washington, the year they've had. And then all we've been doing is talking about how good the other four have been this year. And yes, they both got upset a little bit, but we know that Arizona team, it felt like they were due for one big upset this year under Coach Fish, and they were finally able to get it. But looking at this one, as I mentioned, Georgia versus Kentucky it's so tough because Georgia whenever they play these kind of like teams that aren't ranked it seems like they fool around with them for a while and then they pull <laughs> away late but I don't know I feel like they got a lot of respect for this Kentucky program what coach Stoops has done down there and 
Kentucky team is always tough, and I do feel like Stepson Bennett's going to have a good game. And I actually do think George is going to cover this one. I, I know a lot of people probably uh, pick a kind of sneaky cover late for the Wildcats, but this is a basketball, and I really do feel like this Georgia team, I feel like this is one where they really impose their will and continue to show why they deserve to be the number one ranked team in the country. Just ask Oregon fans. Yeah, uh, Georgia, they are, I mean, you know, they're playing for everything right now. Uh, you know, they're questing to be the number one seed, and, and you know, they're not going to let up on anybody. Yeah. All right. Our final one, Austin pay taking on Alabama. Just kidding. I just wanted to mention <laughs> an absolute joke. It is that this late in the season, Alabama basically gets a buy against Austin pay. I know the sec is tough, but I just, I hate it when they do these late games like that, where it is just such a joke. It drives me nuts. All right. Another fun one. Oh, actually, no, we'll do this one. Oklahoma state taking on Oklahoma. I, this one is intriguing to me because Oklahoma favored by seven and a half. Oklahoma State, look, things have just really come off the rails for them after such a strong start to the season for Coach Gundy. Uh, came off the rails even earlier for Coach Venables in his first season. But this just feels like an interesting one because there was so much hype around it. We know how bad Oklahoma lost to Texas earlier. Oklahoma State to Kansas State got shut out in that one. So two yeah. programs off a really disappointing year. But whenever rivals play, it always seems like it's going to be close. So, look, Oklahoma may win by a touchdown. Oklahoma State may win by a touchdown. But that's why the line's at seven and a half. So they'd still be able to cover. So I really do think that Oklahoma State is going to cover in this one because I don't see either team, and especially not Oklahoma, winning by more than a touchdown. Yeah, rivalry games are crazy. You never know what's going to happen. I think this is going to be a close one. Feel the same way. So that's going to do it for our best big game bets. Bet brought to you by Bet Online. Ethan, it was great having you on. Make sure you guys check out Ethan at E underscore Pierce underscore at Twitter. Ethan, what's kind of the, some of the fun stuff you have coming up with the Daily Utah Chronicle? Man, uh, it's it's the busiest time of the semester for us. We've got football still going strong. Both basketball teams starting up as we talked about. Um, it's going to be a crazy year. I'm excited for the rest of this football season, potentially Pac-12 championship berth. And then uh, after that, we'll be covering basketball all spring. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, Pac-12 championship. It's only possible, or you really, I should say, it is possible. Look, you guys can check out Josh Furlong's flow chart. There's a bunch of confusing yeah. stuff about how you get there the rest of the way. I'll say this. The biggest way it's possible is if you win and control your own destiny this Saturday versus Oregon. There were two, there were three huge games this year for, for Utah going into the season. The first one was against Florida. They lost that one. The second one was against USC. And because Utah was able to get a win in that one, but they did drop the UCLA one, this is everything for this for this Utah team. And I cannot wait to see how it all plays out on Saturday. We both feel like the Utes are going to be able to get a win, but man, it should be a great game. So Ethan, once again, thanks for joining us. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. The take of the day, game, the big game recaps, the biggest stories, it's all there for you on Locked On Sports Today, available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. It's been another great week here, and hopefully the next time I'm talking to you guys, we're talking about a Utah win against Oregon. So go Utes, and have a great weekend, Utah fans.